This is the audio podcast for the Wildflower Bee Farm. It's Saturday, September 4th, 2021. I'm Hank. Thanks for joining me. Well, I just got off the treadmill and was listening to a podcast, and I'm not going to name it because that would just be kind of embarrassing, and I'm not wanting to say anything negative about anyone, but here's kind of why I have to stop listening to these podcasts. One of the things I've noticed at the Wildflower Bee Farm is even though we do very little intervention with the bees, so just to take a quick step back, with uh, Darwinian black box beekeeping, there was an initial push. We had 30, around 30 hives on the property. Uh, we did some splits. We also did treatment that first year, but the, the, the bees came from various genetic sources. We did had uh, regular hives we brought in, 13 hives we I brought in, I did all splits, we had queen cells, I brought in some live queens from different areas to try to get a diversity of genetics, spread them out over the property, uh, and and began this sort of minimal intervention. So I didn't do a lot to, to, to impact the bees, tried to cut back on opening the hives and all of that. And then this year, I discovered the Darwinian black box beekeeping, black box beekeeping out of uh, Europe primarily, now spreading across the world, and really a lot of it was what we were doing, so we quickly just adapted to that. And even though we're not, you know, doing a lot of stepping into nature, it still becomes very difficult to understand why things happen to a, to a colony of bees or a beehive or a set of bees. Most of what happens we have no clue about. So when I listen to the, and the, I have a problem with the term master beekeeper because no one is a master of bees. Bees are masters of us, so that, let's just get that out of the way. Um, most of what bees do, we know nothing about. We think we do, and that's sort of the danger. But let's continue. So when I listen to a master beekeeper podcast who talks about incessantly going in and manipulating, and today what really sort of got to me was the idea that you had to uh, feed bees, you had to move frames around, you had to decide things for them, you had to feed them, uh, you had to do all these things, the, the way the entrance is, what you do in the winter, in the spring, how you change all this stuff, uh, moving boxes, putting boxes on, taking boxes off. I thought, oh, oh and then, and of course, treating for varroa mite, which we all do and have done in the past, although currently we don't do that here on the farm. So I thought of all those different things you're doing, there's no way you're going to know if any of that matters to the life of a bee or a colony. Because you're doing all this intervention stuff. You're doing all this stepping in as a human trying to change things. So I just I just listened to it today and I thought, well, this is, this is probably one of the issues we have and why we haven't uh, moved forward with a lot of our knowledge about what bees really do on their own the neuroplasticity or the learning that bees do that then becomes part of their brain and becomes part of their behavior. And one of the things I saw, I think we've talked about, is the bees who swarm and then they swarm on the ground. And when I looked at that the first time, we had a few hives do that here, and I thought, that's pretty dumb. I mean, if you're swarming on the ground, you're very open to be attacked by pretty much anything. Um, not to mention if it rains, you're going to get washed away, you could drown. I mean, who knows what happens. Um, and, and we hear of bees who forget how to make wax. They don't know how to make their own comb because they've always had that made for them. Uh, 
and, and so many other factors that I just I just listened to this and I think in general if you're a starting beekeeper and you hear all this you think this is going to be like a full-time job I'm going to have to do like every week every two weeks I'm going to have to go in and look and see and 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 that to me is fine if that's what you want to do and and I've always said that if that's how you want to uh, raise your uh, bees or, or support them but for me it's just it's just difficult to listen to this over and over again and uh, it's it's like a you know a politician that tells you something over and over again because maybe they believe it uh, but they really don't know so let's take a quick step back what we do know we do know that bees are very resilient and that um, the more we do for them the less likely they are to survive I think that's a simple simple message that if we spent more time working on the environment they live in whether it's natural flowers or or even foraging or protection and so on the more likely they are to survive so I'm going to stop listening to podcasts and you may want to stop listening to this one after you hear this but I'm not trying to be critical I'm just saying for me I just can't I have no more space in my brain for some of these ideas that are so counter to common sense and one that I'll just throw at you you know this time of the year we probably have two months or less before frost hits or you know bees start to shut down and if you're opening up boxes you're breaking the propolis you're breaking the seals that bees have worked on all summer they don't just do it quickly they they build these things like it's be like building a dam over the sense of a year they just continually when they have time there's a group of bees their job it is to continue to disinfect and seal the inside of the hive so when you break that seal we now have stress and now the bees have to spend extra time fixing that seal and they just get started again and you open it up again maybe this time you feed them and they're thinking oh my goodness and then they know where everything is and as I just listened to one of the suggestions was you move the frames around I'm thinking oh my gosh you know where the furniture is and all of a sudden people are moving your fridge your furniture micromanaging your life which most of us would fight back pretty strongly at so all the best to the uh, beekeepers who choose to micromanage and spend every week going into a hive and trying to throw things around and see what happens and in my case that's not for me and and I hope that uh, over time uh, the Darwinian black box beekeeping uh, technique uh, will take hold here. I know it's going to be painful. <clears throat> I'm not sure we're, we'll have any more losses than other beekeepers, but we'll see what happens. So I'm Hank from the Wildflower Bee Farm signing off, not, not signing up for any more podcasts. And if you have any comments, remember you can go to wildflowerbeefarm.com and you can go on Instagram, let me know. We launched the Bee Science Club for coloring book pages. So if, you, if you're into that or you want to spend some quality time with family, just uh, go to wildflowerbeefarm.com and, and sign up for our Bee Science Club. Every month you'll get five coloring book um, pages from our uh, source of pictures and videos. And you'll also get an extra video and some activities for your child. You have an amazing week. Talk to you again next time.